welcome to the 2022 Charles Sturt University podcast series. Charles Sturt would like to acknowledge the traditional owners on whose land we meet and their elders past and present. This series is shining the spotlight on issues within our workforces, including within some of our most critical industries. In this episode, we're speaking with a highly esteemed expert in human services, leadership and management, who has extensive experience in social inclusion, diversity and intersectionality. Charles Sturt's Associate Professor in Social Work and Human Services, Dr. Kate Thomas. Kate talks to us about how some of the deep-seated issues in workplaces, such as discrimination and misunderstanding, can be overcome through an appreciation of the concepts of intersectionality, diversity and inclusion. Charles Sturt University's Bachelor of Agricultural Science Honours student, Ms. Georgia Smith, sat down with Kate to find out more about these concepts and how their application can improve the workplace environment and understanding of others and ourselves. Kate, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. I've really been looking forward to our chat today. Oh, my pleasure. Today you're going to help us all understand intersectionality, how it applies to the workplace, why managers and individuals should learn more about it, and what the positive outcomes can be when employees and businesses embrace the concept. I want to start by saying that I knew very, very little about intersectionality before researching for this podcast. But the more I learned, the more I realised that this concept impacts so many parts of someone's life. So Kate, what is intersectionality? Intersectionality is actually a really unusual word, but it means where things, our backgrounds and lived experiences intersect. Often our intersectionality affects how we see the world and can sometimes affect how others see us as well. Each of us have certain identities that may lead to a level of disadvantage. For example, a woman who is a woman of colour may also have a disability. Unfortunately, unconscious bias still exists a lot, which is evident in the overrepresentation of men in leadership roles versus women. Intersectionality considers people's whole journey and pathway through life, and it looks at their levels of disadvantage to see how this impacts on their life and career. For example, a First Nations woman or woman from an ethnic minority may have a different experience in the workforce to a white male. Intersectionality is not a new concept, but it really came forward since the late 1980s. When we talk about equity, diversity and inclusion, often that's a conversation about vulnerable populations such as women, First Nations people and those from LGBTIQ plus communities, those with disabilities and others from marginalised backgrounds. But considering those facets alone is no one's lived experience, as people usually have multiple identities. For example, people aren't just First Nations or disabled. If we really want people to bring their authentic self to work or in the community, we need to look at how their disadvantages intersect. Kimberly Crenshaw is a good example of where intersectionality was at play. She's a lawyer and a woman of colour and was looking at how people were disadvantaged in the court system, where she could only argue vulnerability as if they were a woman or of colour, but not the cumulative impacts of being a woman and a woman of colour. Previously, intersectionality was really about activism, but now it's a framework for change and make it more just and inclusive for everyone and a way of understanding people more generally. Kate, 
You said intersectionality is about considering people in a whole person sense to reduce the chance of unconscious bias creeping in, which can possibly lead to pigeonholing them into one identity. I'm keen to know about how applying one's knowledge of intersectionality can be helpful in the workplace. Can you describe how the application of intersectionality can help workplaces? Sure, look, at present, workplaces have many systems and policies in place, but they are usually written for the majority. For example, if it's about equality for women in the workplace, usually systems and strategies are targeting the masses, which includes women who are usually already in employment and doing well. But we're not addressing the other types of women, for example, the unemployed or mums wanting to re-enter the workforce after having children. We really need to open up our minds to what works for these other groups. It's about breaking down that homogenous view to think differently so we hear the voices of everyone. When it comes to implementing an intersectionality approach in workplaces, one key strategy for this is a co-design approach to new policies, plans and procedures. Co-design is about helping organisations build solutions that represent all voices in that workplace. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean every single person in the organisation, which could be a few thousand people, need to be at the table, but it does mean all identities should be represented. For example, if we are building a women's strategy, we need to include all women, such as women with disability, women from different ethnic origins, from LGBTIQ plus communities, and so on and so on. So all women are represented. Co-design emphasizes how to engage, communicate, and facilitate best practice in the workforce. The benefits of implementing a co-design approach generally includes having a more diverse and inclusive workplace, which generally lends itself to happier employees. Employees are generally more efficient and effective as they are happier, as they feel included and heard. And as the workplace has broken down barriers and the concepts of policy or plan only benefiting a core group, all solutions should benefit all in the organisation, not just one group, which improves the environment for everyone. Do you have a success story you could share with us? Look, a great example is flexible work arrangements where it can assist everyone, but for different needs. For example, families who need to do the school run or people with disability can hook into hybrid meeting options rather than traveling to various locations for meetings or holding team events on site away from alcohol, which can be uncomfortable for some individuals, maybe due to their faith. And as long as we aim to remove barriers to inclusion where everyone can contribute and participate, that is the aim. Thanks, Kate. That's really interesting. I can see how knowledge of intersectionality can really help managers and their staff, both on a day-to-day -day level and in navigating more challenging circumstances. I'm interested in your thoughts on diversity and, in and inclusion. Most people would be familiar with these concepts, but I think we could all learn more about the role of diversity and inclusion in the workplace, along with some practical measures managers could put in place to achieve this. Yeah, thanks for that. Look, diversity and inclusion in the workforce is a way to address and minimise exclusion. Unfortunately, lots of time there is innate discrimination and people judge others really quickly. Some people view people with disability as being unable to participate in the workforce, which is taking a view that all people with disability are the same, which really has no foundation. Or women can't be leaders due to career breaks. Again, no foundation. We need to flip our thinking to consider how our systems and structures create exclusion and what we can do to support inclusion. 
It's really important to understand and appreciate the importance of having diverse people in our workplace, as that's what makes organisations great. If everyone's the same, where is the innovation? Where is the creativity? And new ways of doing things. And where I come from, diversity and inclusion are vitally important. Intersectionality is about looking at diversity and inclusion with a different lens. We need people to come to work and be their authentic selves. As if we are all getting to a homogenous group mindset, organisations really won't be able to flourish. Some examples include looking at recruitment panels in you know, unconscious bias training, looking at principles of representation in the workforce, such as increasing the number of men in nursing and helping roles and women in engineering and STEM, maybe by affirmative action. It could be as simple as reviewing workplace policies to see if they inadvertently exclude groups or individuals rather than taking that inclusive approach. Thanks, Kate. And I think in my field, it's really important to see that there are beginning to be a lot more women included in agriculture as well. So it's very helpful, your insight, and I'm sure has made us all think about how we could approach things differently in our workday. Though, in addition to building a more positive and productive workplace, understanding intersectionality, diversity and inclusion can also benefit an individual's career and overall performance in the workplace. Can you explain how an individual will benefit from understanding these concepts? Yeah, sure. Um, look, taking an intersectional lens really enables organisations to remove barriers, such as opening up opportunities to other groups that may not have been afforded such previously. For example, part-time employees often don't have the same opportunities of full-time employees, and maybe they can't get the opportunity to go to conferences because they're not on days that they work. Getting involved in a, in a co-design process really allows employees to be their best selves as they feel part of the team and ultimately valued. And having a voice on committees, in staff surveys and on interview panels really helps to have the identities that you embody represented. So it's more likely that subsequent programs and ways of doing things in your workplace will also be in your favour if you provide a voice during the process in which things are being designed. Ultimately, the success of an organisation is about the employee's happiness because if structural and systemic issues continue, which inhibit employees to do their work happily and effectively, that's really an issue. And happy employees make for happy, productive and thriving workplaces and communities. Thanks, Kate. And I think many would agree, as do I, that there will always be a need to train and upskill the workforce to foster adaptability and evolution. Charles Sturt has recently developed a brand new course in intersectionality, diversity and inclusion. Can you please tell us a bit more about this course? It sounds rather interesting. Yeah, thanks, Georgia. It's a brand new course and it's the first of its kind in Australia. We've been working with industry, both nationally and internationally, to actually give it that hands-on real-world approach. It's called the Charles Sturt Graduate Certificate in Intersectionality, Diversity and Inclusion, and is a course designed for everyone in any career and at any level. It's just as applicable for the person at a customer service role as it is to a team leader or a senior manager working in any sector. There are three options for becoming upskilled in the concepts of intersectionality, diversity and inclusion at Charles Sturt. And this really depends on the amount of time you want to invest. You can do the full graduate certificate, which is completely online and done over 12 months in a part-time capacity. 
the first half is really focusing on theory base and then the second half allowing you to practice your skills in the workplace. The course uses real world scenarios so we can actually translate intersectionality into practice. Students go on a journey to step out of their shoes, so to speak, and see the real world from someone else's perspective. The course offers a range of things such as understanding how identity is constructed, to different types of communication, to adaptive leadership, and how to maintain the well-being of your staff and workforce. The second half of the course is about identifying a situation and area that you're really passionate about and taking an intersectional approach to see if there's opportunities to do things differently. And this could just be, say, looking at your recruitment process and whether that needs to change. So Kate, who can study the course? Another great question. Look, there are actually a few different pathways to receive an offer and anyone can study the course. Firstly, anyone with a bachelor's degree in any field can apply and applications open from now, August 2022. Alternatively, if you have five years full-time experience in the workforce in a related area, and it could be HR, business, communications, community services, health, you can apply. Um, you just need to include a letter of support from your employer. If you're keen to get a taste of the course first, well, you can also sign up for a shorter, what we call a crash course in intersectionality, diversity and inclusion. We call it our badge. This is a one-off course of study that runs for about three hours. And the third way you can commence delving into this world is by choosing to study specific subjects only. Applications, as I said, open now in August this year and will be taken right up until the course starts in February 2023. If you want to, you can start mid-year in July if that works better for you as well. Thanks, Kate. It's so great to see that there are so many ways that students can engage with the course. Sounds like there's a lot of great ways to get across these really important concepts for the betterment of workplaces and in understanding and maximising our relationships in general. Before we go, can you tell us why you've developed this course now? Yeah, look, the last two years have been extremely difficult for everyone. Uh, look, we look at, you know, COVID-19 pandemic and the impact that that's had. Organisations have had to think differently on how to encourage employees to function well while maintaining a healthy workplace and, and general wellbeing. Applying a lens with intersectionality, diversity and inclusion is an opportunity to look at what we've learned over this time, including looking at our workers react under crisis, chaos and in other circumstances. We have had to be lateral about how we move forward and this can make things work for the better. Intersectionality is a concept for everyone. It's for understanding who we are, our identity, and also being curious about other people's intersections and lived experience. It helps us to consider all individuals and the unique experiences by applying various lenses to solve different problems. I really encourage leaders to take an intersectional approach to everything they do, when they are onboarding staff and what flows from it. Because if we don't build empathy for the people we work with in terms of their lived experience, we won't be able to make any social change and ensure that everyone is included. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. I've learned a lot for sure. And I'll be able to take a lot of this through into my career as a young emerging professional. 
For our listeners wanting to know more about what we've discussed, can you recommend how they can find out more information? Yeah, sure. Look, head over to the Charles Sturt University website and just type in intersectionality and it will take you to various uh, links to have a look at the course. Or if you feel like having a chat with me, feel free to shoot me an email and my details will be found in the podcast notes. Thank you.